0: Having a product that, you know, a broadloom carpet, especially, that has a good sustainability story. We know Echanal works in carpet tiles in the commercial world, uh, and bringing that to broadloom, I think, is a real... New Land Rover Defenders are monsters, <laughs> and I'd absolutely buy. So that's number one, two, and three. Because I'd buy the old one as well, because they're brilliant, and they just last forever. JHS is going to be it's a real open platform to people to be able to access... Um, and that's the way that I suppose you, you you move it away from the point of sale to actually how we actually interact with businesses. This podcast is
1: sponsored by JHS. JHS has a solution to meet any project you may have, from small residential all the way through to high end commercial. JHS has a hand picked commercial LVT, vinyl, carpet, tile, and a variety of broad looms to meet every level of budget and specification. Visit jhscarpets.co.uk, contact them directly, and get your local area manager to pop in for a cup of tea. Now, sit back, enjoy the show, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Right, welcome Dan and John to the UK Flooring Podcast. First of all, John, um, who are you? <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> so,
0: uh, I'm the Product and Innovation Manager for commercial brands, um, and primarily, responsible for JHS and the portfolio, product portfolio that sits within the brand at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite new to this JHS role, uh, having really only been in it for the last kind of two months, but for the last two and a half years, I've been doing that same role uh, for residential brands. Okay. Um, that sit underneath the um, headland portfolio. So uh, main main purpose of my job really is to look at kind of product strategy how we develop products, what we do, new ideas, kind uh, of trends, um, introductions, life product life cycles, things like that, uh, and then take a like a focused approach mainly around like yarn, backings, and then the big element is uh, colour and design. Okay. Uh, you know, working with our senior design manager Claire Kippel, um she kind of looks at where colour is for next year as well. So it's a big, big part of obviously where we go with flooring. Um, and then also another real key element is uh, looking at sustainability element um, around around the future of the, the flooring industry.
1: Fab, and what would you say the fav- your favourite part of your role is that you currently do?
0: Favourite? Oh, well, oh, yeah. the best part is yeah. uh, to travel around and go to see different kind of manufacturing plants. So, you know, whether that's going to see... Yarn suppliers, just to understand. So wool, it's been a big part of my life over the last two years. So getting to understand, going to British wool, yep. understanding how the you know the wool is actually picked by hand and, and, and sent into different buckets by these guys who just feel it by hand, um, the different qualities, all the way to how it's actually produced, how it's like you know kind of spun into yarn, uh, how it's dyed, how it's then actually produced as a carpet. And whether that's like wool or synthetic products, it's, been a, it's a big journey that we go on. Uh, and it's really exciting to go around different places and understand different, you know, different manufacturing capabilities, whether it's a you know, a carpet or a flat weave or a carpet tile, and even down to LVT and vinyl. Um, it's, yeah, I love it. I, I love that kind of journey going around and understanding how things are actually made.
1: Fab, and uh, same question uh, to you, Dan. Uh, who are you? Thanks.
2: Tom. So I'm the regional sales manager south of the UK. Um, I started with JHS seven years ago um, as an area sales manager in the Midlands region, so uh, working directly with foreign contractors and, and selling to them. Um, over the years I've developed my skills and um, as of January became the regional sales manager for the south, looking after a team of um, seven area sales managers myself, uh, which was a great progression. Um, so I work with my main role is to work with the sales teams. So I say there's seven people um, throughout the south of the UK um, servicing our flooring contractors, which are our main route to market. So, but that's coaching them on um, kind of prices and going to customers with them. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's me really. That's,
1: yeah. that's my role. I'm going to tw- I'm going to twist my question. What's your least favourite part of your job, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: that's, yeah, that's a harsh one. <laughs> Well, I'm going to start answering that by actually going with my favorite part to start, which is working with the sales team and seeing their growth, uh, their personal development growth, but also I'm an area sales manager, regional sales manager, so I want to see the growth in turnover as well. So that's the big thing for me. I'm trying to find something that's my least favorite part of the job. Probably staying in uh, some hotels that are, say, less less than salubrious. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, the country, but
1: it's not always in the Ritz. It, it? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not as glamorous as people think. I've been there and done that. So, yeah, it's certainly travel lodges sometimes become... Uh, well, maybe not travel lodges, but other other establishments, uh, not what they say on TripAdvisor. So. You're <laughs> never quite sure what you're
2: going to get until you get there, is it?
1: That's great. Yeah. No, I think it's hotel lottery. Um, so, as a brand, JHS, John, who were there? For the uninitiated, who is it? And what, what what exactly do you do and who's the customer you're looking for?
0: Interesting. So, like I say, kind of, um, uh, you know, I've come into the role, say, two, two, two months, something like that now. And uh, so I've got probably a different opinion to Dan. It, 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 so I look at it from my position as, like, the product manager quite objectively from how the products work, et cetera. Um, yeah, it, it's all about kind of versatility for me. So, where I look at it and the different um, categories that the you know JH's brand wants to go into, so say office, workplace, um, education, hospitality, commercial, residential, age of living, those types of areas, that's where the portfolio actually is versatile. It works across a broad spectrum of them, um, and that's great because it, it, I think it again gives. The end user, uh, which I suppose more in our case, and Dan, we had to elaborate more than me, I guess is more the installer, the the contractor, that kind of versatility around our products. So they're not necessarily designed for one category. They're actually really broad uh, and range around around them all. And the big thing about, you know, JHS and and who we are, where we are um, sitting over here in Tamworth, is that, you know, we've got, fantastic opportunity to stock products in bulk. So our buying power is great. Um, so you know we're kind of not afraid to buy in in bulk when we do it. And that allows obviously our customers to kind of get that next day delivery, uh, which is something that, you know, we as as the brand um and, and my part of that my role as a product manager I have to kind of pride ourselves on that we can deliver that to the sales team. Yeah. So yeah, I've got I've got a kind of an objective idea of it i'm not so integrated into the brand at the minute so i'm looking at it from how i develop products where the products exist and versatility is the main word i'd use and similar question, question you
1: dan who are your team going to visit on a daily basis who are the customers they're having a brew with
2: yeah so our main route to market is foreign contractors um and to expand on john's point that. the, the Big thing with JHS is our wide, wide range of products to suit all kind of projects and sectors. And um, so I believe flooring contractors want someone that's easy to deal with. They want um next day delivery, they want UK stock, which are all things that we provide. Um, as a team, we're experts in commercial flooring. So we can tailor complete project solutions. So for instance, a contractor will, will speak to one of our um, area sales managers and say we've got a we've got a care home to, to deal with what would you recommend putting into that into that premises? And we can go straight from the entrance matting, to the lobby, to care home bedrooms, if it's a school, it could be the office, it could be the canteen. We, we've got products that suit all aspects of a project um, and for the contractor that provides peace of mind, knowing that they're putting the right product in the right area at the right budget um, and we, we save some time really. So it's, we're, we're hugely contractor there.
1: Okay,
2: and is that larger
1: contractors or is that a man in a van that does really focuses on commercial who who can buy from you like on a on a date it depends on the project but who who who's an ideal well, bit of both so if that makes sense i know it as a contract is a big subject so
2: yeah no be? i agree there's a range of range of customers so anything from um like say a large national contractor that deals with, with big specified projects um down to kind of retailers that we 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 kind of classify as soft contractors that whilst have a retail premises they also have a contract side of the business so they are um, focused on on getting contract work such as kind of school work and things like that so it's quite a varied on a day to day basis we deal with we got a varied amount of diff- different different uh, different customers here. <laughs> okay, and what's?
0: I was just going to say, just going to say, like for me, kind of again, looking at it from product perspective, like we get. You know, we've got polyprop um, entry-level carpet tiles, which will meet like, you know, kind of man in a van, your your commercial fitter, I suppose, Um, you know, and then it ranges up to your solution dyed nylon all the way up to, um, say, Tretford, which is a high-end specifying product, you know, in the commercial world. So I think the breadth of the product uh, meets those kind of different customer criteria as well. Which I think is, you know, also a really good thing that we, you know, we're kind of able to offer, almost I like this word, smorgasbord of products. So you know, you just kind of it's all out there, and it, it and it really does kind of offer, you know, from your value entry level end all the way up to your high end desire where you've got that creativity. Think like I'm thinking of products like Tretford but it's got, you know, 41 colours. Really vibrant, really playful. You know, you can do some amazing installations with it, and then you know you take that down to I suppose where we've got sprint. Yeah, uh, sprint you yeah. know, which is simple colors, simple colors that work in huge volumes. So it's a, it is that kind of real it's meeting the contract range. requirements, isn't it? Exactly. Like I say, so
2: uh, not not everyone wants a big design option. Um, it depends yeah. on the project. It might be that the, the end user's only got a certain budget and they want a really hardwearing carpet tile. And it's going to be grey or blue and we offer that but like john says we've also got products that have a huge range of colors where design is is well so like i say as a business we really try and focus on the contractors needs to make their life as easy as possible
1: okay and what and what's the backstory uh to JHS? where where's it come from um and obviously you are part of a bigger bigger group but what what's the backstory to it um i don't know if you want to go for that one john or
0: i've got like six weeks or eight weeks uh, yeah. i know a little bit about it um but
2: yeah i think dan probably has got but oh, i'm yeah. throwing
0: Dan under the bus
2: yeah <laughs> so, jhs was an independent business um that was based in shenston um, which isn't far from where we are now um it's been around for approximately 50 years okay um, so it's always, always a commercial business dealing with foreign contractors um, it joined the Headlam Group um, in the early 2000s, um, which just kind of elevated it and really to utilise the distribution system that Headlam had available to them um, and just give them a wider spread of, spread of customers and, and more nationwide. Um, so it's been a successful business for a very long time um, and we are well known in the in the commercial flooring market. Um, a lot of people, if you go to flooring contracts and they know who JHS are. Okay,
1: brilliant. Um, and not so much about JHS, but what... Do you guys feel at the moment is the biggest challenge in the flooring industry, in completely broad? And that could be, as a said, products. We'll leave COVID out. We're not going to go for COVID, probably in supply issues. Hit me with that. What What's the biggest challenge you guys are facing right now?
2: I think a big thing, and I'll hand this over to John to put my details in, but it's future-proofing the JHS brand uh, based on market requirements and changes in the market. But like I say, I think, John, you can elaborate a little bit more on that.
0: Yeah, I think... For me, you know, again, coming into this, it's and what the industry, whether it's in residential or commercial, I think the whole floor of the industry, it's, it's all about sustainability. It's sustaining our, kind of the future of the industry as a whole. And I think what we need to, we all know we need to move away from that linear economy product range, uh, you know, single use straight to landfill. Uh, it's definitely something as you know, we, uh, I think we're all stri- try- striving to be proactive in, the, in that era or arena. Um, I think in the kind of A&D commercial sector, I think we've been more proactive necessarily. That started always, it filters down slower slower to residential um, arena. But I think that still is, so when I look at it, if you look at, say, A&D community, when, when you go for specified products, they're looking for it. They want to know what the sustainability story is, what the EVDs are, what VM ratings, all these kind of elements to it. But I think that's that challenge is almost, it's not say ticked off because more products need to come into the, you know, into the field to actually t- to fit what they're asking. The challenge okay. I see is more towards the story around, say, the fitter and installer, so that actually. They get it as well, because I think, you know, a lot of products that we know is driven by price. Yeah. And we're honest about that. You know, we have to deliver prices to the market and that generates volume for us as a business, you know, and all of our customers. But I think that sustainability story is something, and it's a challenge that we need to filter through the brand ourselves um, to get more products into the market that have that sustainability story. So it's, you know, it's kind of things like, say a solution dyed nylon, you know, um, uh, polymide six, you know, that actually has a sustainability story to it because even though it's at the at the first current form, it's a virgin, you know, material, its secondary life is there when you can go to stories like Echinile, things like that. But do people know about that? Actually, you can, you know, that, that carpet tile can be taken back and actually used for a different repurposed and reimagined. So I think that's a big challenge for the whole industry. Um, How do we, specifically us JHS as the brand, get that story right in terms of products? Get that story to the sales team so that they can understand it and have confidence talking about that story. Because you know, I'll go back to say, Brian ratings EPDs, big messages, huge messages out there, but not everybody wants to go into the detail about them, actually just want a really good, strong message that helps them understand it with clarity. And I think then, you know, product, sales, marketing, delivering that story to contractors, installers, I, I, I see that as, as, as a real proactive step that we're starting to make uh, here. I
2: think you out the head there with the confidence, I think it's the comments and say so from the products team to the sales team, it's for us to then make the contracts confident as well. So our sales team being confident in pushing exactly. products, explaining yeah. the explaining the, the green credentials of some of our ranges, and then for that to become more mainstream in the commercial market. Whereas like John says, at the moment, it might be a bit more A&D-led, um, but more end users are becoming more and more uh, responsive to it and want to see their products have some kind of sustainability story. Yeah.
1: Great. And Dan, what, what sales tactics are you and your team using that are transfer, transferable to your clients onto the the end user? Um, that's a
2: Yeah, so I mean, a, a lot of it is product training. So our sales team meet with customers regularly um, on their day-to-day basis, but there, there are occasions where they'll, they'll set up meetings where they'll go through a full range of products. And that could be on a project-by-project basis. We also, as a business, work with flooring contractors to actually go and meet their end users. Um, that gives the contractor confidence that they've got someone working with them Um, that has prior knowledge of all the products contractors are are really uh, know a lot basically they know a lot about all of the ranges but jhs area sales managers have that specific knowledge of the jhs products so having providing that service and going out with customers to end users um, i think is a a real good service that we offer
1: brilliant brilliant and what new products is there anything i'm not going to say top secret but that you can release to us That's coming soon, or that hasn't been done before, or anything that you guys have innovated to bring to the market. That's going to be a bit fresh.
0: Well, uh, yeah. So, following that kind of sustainability story, really, um, we've we've just delivered, and I think we're out kind of with the the sales guys. Yeah, in the the next few weeks, really, we did a a product launch to the guys uh, for a range called Ocean Drift. Yep. Uh, and that is actually a broad loom carpet using Ichinol. Uh So it's all about, you know, having a product that, you know, a broad loom carpet, especially, that has a good sustainability story. We know Ikenal works in carpet tiles in the commercial world. Uh, and bringing that to the broad loom, I think, is a real step forward. So it, it meets you know, going into office spaces, going into commercial residential spaces, things like that. Again, talk about the versatility in the ranges that we produce. But Econyl, obviously, I guess most people know about it, but, you know, all about that kind of the rescue of the yarn. So taking those fishing nets, carpet tiles, like I said, um, nylon 0.6, you know, that's definitely something that they, they use with it. Regenerating that yarn, Uh, and then remaking it, uh, reimagining it into a a brand new carpet, taking post-consumer waste, uh, and especially fishing nets out of North Atlantic fishing farms, back into, uh, you know, reimagining that into a a carpet, essentially. I think it's a fantastic, you know, a fantastic achievement. It's something we're really proud of. And and I think also it's highlighting that, you know, Ikenal, Broadloom Carpet, it can just you know it it has incredible strength and durability so it comes with a class 33 heavy commercial wear rating um it's got 13 vibrant colors in it um 1300 gram pile weight so yeah really really proud of this uh launch that we've done really proud that we're you know the whole sustainability story is something that we can, can can keep on developing this is the first wave, I suppose, from for, for JHS and uh, sustainability and broadloom. Um, so, yeah, it's something that I'm really proud of. And I, I think the next kind of generation of products that I'm looking at at the minute will start to figure uh, around that as well.
1: Brilliant. And on that subject, John, uh, is there a job that you have? I'm going to keep it so it's focused to you um, that. Uh, you're super proud of and you know where the carpet's been but i'm going to piggyback that with where you've actually sourced the product brought it in looked at all the innovation and then seeing it go into i don't need to know exact destination but it's the one job you can think of in the uk where you kind of think i did that in any manner yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you can yeah, share I it mean, please do but i'll just give us an approximate
0: location <laughs> yeah well i mean look you know kind of been doing uh the jhs role for a few months been doing you know kind of residential carpets um previously uh, for the last few years and then um before that worked um you know, so i've been in the industry doing product development for the really the last kind of nine ten years yeah. uh, so a lot of products have done have you know sourced come up the idea concept they've gone into national retailers some are still in there now and i see them proudly sat there so that's quite you know uh quite an achievement i won't say the names because it's a different companies <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so uh, but you know i think even what we've done now so um you know looking at so look th- this this ocean drift one very much part of the conception of it we you know we looked at it kind of last year and generally speaking we you know some of our projects do take a year uh, they're not fast moving we have to try and think about them try and think about like I said in the very beginning, it's it's, it's like colour and texture and the type of carpet that we have to use. I have to do a big thought process around, say, picking our yarn, it's not cheap. No. So we know that we're not gonna be able to go out with a, a st- you know, like a standard polyprop, like a one-eighth gauge and five thirty second gauge carpet, which offers real value. We knew that when we were doing this, actually you're gonna have to come up with a A one tenth gauge is going to have to be like a a velvet carpet because, A, they are a higher price point as they enter the market, and and the yarn, therefore, matches that kind of criteria. So, there's a lot of thought process what we do. um, Like I say, getting to the color bank all the way to production and then delivery. So, yeah, there's a lot of elements I'm really proud of in this um, ocean drift um, development. Uh, obviously there's different ones more that I know where they are and how they've worked and and that's great I I think that's a big part of my role is that you know I take real enjoyment into the whole product conception and I do go down to like you know the details about the yarn and stuff like that and it's like I said like going around finding manufacturers it's um yeah it's a huge enjoyment to uh, get from kind of a miss a load of letters and then get down right down to the bottom at uh, z you know so where it's actually into the market um so yeah it's it's a big yeah it's a big role dan
1: same question to you is there anywhere you can think of as as a destination that you're allowed to say that where there is one of you you or your sales team have supplied into something an interesting project that you thought that's that's it's not just another office block it's not just another I don't know, nursing home, even though there's nothing wrong with that, but is there anything that took your team's sort of eyebrows went up and thought, oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's, over the years of Workstress, there's been a number of huge projects. I mean, we've worked for some some really big names. I like, so I won't mention any, uh, mention any uh, business names, or anything like that, but huge offices in Birmingham um, that have been specified in Tretford and things like that. And you, you, getting the reviews back from the end user and from the contracts saying they're, they're really happy with this. For me, the, the ones that, not necessarily huge projects, but the ones that really hit home with the overall transformation. So it might be an apartment block where they have used every every one of our products or a number of our products. They've, they've gone in with the entrance matting. They've got LBT in the kitchen. They've got one of our um, carpet ranges like our ambience, a so really thick saxony in the lounge. And you get to see the images afterwards of, of the photos of the whole transformation. And it's you can't help but be a little bit proud of that seeing all our products throughout uh, that you've offered that service and it's worked. Well, I mean, recently we had... Um, a customer move offices, so a flooring contractor move to bigger premises. And I don't think you get much more of a kind of accolade than this, they use our products throughout their whole offices. So they've got boardrooms with some of our more design carpet tiles, they've got their own office, um, they've got a warehouse area, and they've used our products throughout the whole thing, which like I say, I think proves where we sit with the contracts, that they have to use our products throughout their own offices that they, they have to walk into every day. Yeah. Um, On a smaller level, um, just just when you're out and about, I think once you've been in the flooring flooring industry for a while, you can't help but look at the floor in any premises you (laughs) go into.
1: That's standard. That's mandatory, I think.
2: It is. uh... So I've I've been walking (laughs) to a pub with my wife. Look down, name the entrance matting, and, and hear a sigh and roll lights. eyes. So it's uh, things like that. But it's, it's the smaller things. It's just the it's the everyday that I like.
0: I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. even, even when you're watching TV, you suddenly start looking yeah. at flooring and stuff like that. But can't be. I can't. want to put it that it's way, it's in your mind constantly. It? That's it. Can't
2: help
1: it. It, it's even worse when you um, live, eat, work with your missus, and both of you do it. That's even worse. Oh, right. if you go out for a <laughs> meal, and it's like oh. This is a nice floor. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, to- I've come from a, a retail background, so not too much on the commercial side, but how are you guys making point of sale sexy? That's,
2: That's a good question. question. That a, it's a good question, though, is because it is very different. So obviously with retail, you tend to have point of sale, large, larger samples and, and stands and things like that with, with commercial. So I mean, it's about meeting the contractor's requirements. Yeah. So we've, Last year we had a rebrand, so we changed our logo, we updated all our sample folders, um, just modernised them really. And with the help of Claire Kimball, our, our, our designer, um, trying to create folders that are really easy to use in a design environment. So all of our folders now have a certain colour or a similar colour on the left hand side in one big, uh, one big area, um, and then the colours that we try and match through our ranges now. So Making it sexy in as much as it's easy. the A4 folders that are easy for the contractor to use. Put in their van, put in their car, but they link together really well. So if you're in, a, in an education environment, you could take five JHS samples to a school, lay them all out on the floor, and and they they work together. So they, they link, and you can say, right, I'm going to use that product there, that product there. But you can see colours matching between the different ranges. So it's maybe not sexy, but it makes it it makes it useful. It makes it. it Makes it work for the contractor, which is the most important thing when it comes to sampling, okay. for me anyway. John might have a different opinion. Beyond. No, I think I think
0: yeah, it, it's right. I think kind of JHS from my perspective was always known as this um company, you know, you're going to wholesalers, contractors, etc. And it's the blue folder, and JHS was kind of renowned. You just saw them at like everywhere, blue folder with the white JHS logo on it. And I think you know. Sampling flooring—it's just hand in hand. It's it, it, sampling is a huge part of flooring, and how we actually get our products out there. And so you've got to start moving with the times, so and you've got to start kind of being more progressive. Um, there's plenty of other companies out there that, that sit in maybe the the arena of of commercial flooring who spend a lot of money on on you know kind of the way that they sample and market their products. So definitely over the last. 18 months, I think, maybe two years, JHS has undergone a huge transformation in, in terms of how it sits as a brand, how its visual uh, aesthetic is, and, and Dan's right, even to the point where how it's laid out in the in the folders, just to make it visually easier for yeah. for people to, to understand and process. Um, and I think, you know, it's uh, necessarily JHS isn't going to go out with POS, you know, like retailers, you get all the lectins and tom bowlers and stuff like that so i think it's a it's a big selling sense of the um the folder and then the kind of next steps along that is the marketing message so obviously now we have like you know a uh, kind of dedicated marketing team uh, ashley hooper is heading up that um and 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 he will look at you know kind of websites how they work how they interact with the customer social media i think you guys you know dan and and the team have undergone some linkedin training just so that you know they can be more responsive and open out there to the customer um so i think what we're doing in terms of that kind of brand awareness and how it's managed is going to be a huge element whereas you can't do the the typical point of sale what we can do is kind of use social media as, as a really big platform as well as the folders and then i think you know kind of like I say, B2B website, the actual yeah, website, actually, getting lead generation through that. I think, you know, what JHS is going to be is a real open platform to people to be able to access. Um, and that's the way that I suppose you, you you move it away from the point of sale to actually how we actually interact with businesses.
1: I, I think um, an interesting one, and, I, I, and I'm certainly not going to throw you under the bus, Dan, but I'm going to ask hypothetical because <laughs> of another Um, podcast guest that um, said, I said, what's his idea? So he has a carpet shop in the south, um, quite reasonable turnover, does do commercial but he's got the traditional carpet and LVT and wood bricks and mortar shop but he does like doing a bit of commercial so if I'm sitting there owning a a carpet shop that looks normal from the outside, he said his best customers for domestic carpet are business owners but what he referred to that is, so he's doing the lounge, he's doing the stair carpet, he's doing the LVT. Then he's finding out that you know Mr. Jones owns something something chemicals, and suddenly they're doing a office refit. So what yeah. options can be done? And I don't, and I think you're probably right. You know, it isn't a done thing. But how could JHS support a bricks and mortar standard carpet um, shop? um rather than the contractor, um, is is the ways that can be helped because I've just got a feeling that that might be one of the some well, a good percentage of the listeners are sat there and go, Well, I'm not really a contractor, but I like doing, you know, carpet job. the, the person I'm speaking about does like doing carpet tile jobs, but yeah. I'm interested quite selfishly, because I've owned a shop and things. How 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 do you do that? How do you do that with the power of carpet?
2: yeah well we, we we provide the similar type of samples to um our kind of soft contracts like retail shops as we would um to flooring contractors because that's kind of what the end user expects to see when in a our sample but we offer a huge sampling service so we can provide full tile samples we can provide larger samples of our carpet ranges and even swatches and things like that so we're a, a flooring contractor we, we've had a good our hospitality range, for instance, one of ours, Chepstow Court, we actually provide in a in a swatch, a bound swatch, which is obviously much more typical of a retail shop. That's how a lot of residential carpets are sampled. So we do have those options um, and we it, it's on an individual basis, really, because retail shops, contractors are all different. Certain people like, like certain samples. Others, like say, I say, on their retail shops, where they've actually put our carpet tiles down in a section of their shop where they may have other A4 folds and things like that. And that's kind of their commercial section. And it could be one of our best selling carpet tile ranges, such as Triumph Loop. And they'll have a selection of colours down of that actually in their shop in a certain area. So it just depends on the size and, and, and what they require, really. Okay.
0: yeah I think I'd add to that as well, just to say that, you know, JHS, we do have an in house sampling service here as yeah. well. So yeah. generally speaking, people will go on websites, B2Bs and the main website, and can go on and actually order samples, and they'll be there. Generally speaking, within 24 hours. Um, so that's a big, you know, kind of service delivery that we can offer. Um, but yeah, I was surprised then that Dan didn't ask for that guy's name, number, and where he was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think I think that's a really interesting point. That because um, it's not, it's not something I've seen, or certainly not something I've taken notice of. But I'm I'm more from the wood world. But I suppose if if your key customer is someone that's a business owner that might need commercial carpet having a commercial section in a retail shop might not be the worst idea in the world. You know, it's not the t- traditional thing, but you know, people segment large areas for, let's say, big LVT brands and for um, big wood brands, let's say, but if there's really good margin to make from commercial jobs, why not have a dedicated commercial area in a standard carpet shop? Because, if if a good customer a good quality customer owns a business they're going to need possibly some commercial flooring at some point so it's i think that's a yeah i think that's a really interesting uh, thing that we've never touched
0: on yeah i I agree i think like you know speak like different like brands that we've worked with and and across this you know the business as a whole and uh most people uh, within our our business will pick up some like you know light commercial floor from retailers yeah. Um, and, the, the, and i think i don't know what the percentage is for jhs and what we kind of see would be um, that as a market but i know that we access it don't we yeah we moment. do if, if, i mean the i like that idea yeah. what you're saying it's kind of interesting isn't it that you can actually fulfill that space um because like you say people can do it you know it's, it's you know you've been in a stall a fitter uh, especially if it's loop, whether it's 16 square meters or you know 50, 60 square meters that've got the experience to do it. So
1: yeah, that's yeah great. and we're all selling a result. That's you know it's to say if we're doing a lounge carpet or we're doing an office. Yeah. Someone wants a yeah. result at the end that looks so it's yeah yeah. Um and people buy an experience and if they you know I suppose we spend as much time as at work as we do at, at home. So we still want them yes a different look but you don't want your commercial carpet wearing out as such. No neither would you want your lounge carpet wearing out. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and so, Dan, do, do your guys cover the whole Scotland, Wales, everywhere? So, if we've got you yep. know someone in the Highlands, can you can you service that? What what's the situation with that?
2: Yes, we've got nationwide coverage at JHS. We've got a team of thirteen area sales managers, um, and then two regional sales managers. We cover the whole of the UK, um, including Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. Fabulous.
1: So, if there's anyone any point the, that wants to get in contact, they can they can pretty much be serviced. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, I think we have touched on, on it, but I mean, what, you know, what, what, what's next for you guys? Like, you know, in the next, even in the next month, what, what's going to be next for you guys?
2: We need the next month. The, the, the big thing for us is the ocean drift launch that John was talking about earlier. So we'll be, we'll be launching that to all customers, um, and getting samples out there. Um, other than that, it's a case of kind of say increasing brand awareness digitally um and keeping moving down that route getting all the latest updated samples out there so of course we get to see that um that's it on the south side I think really at the moment so let's say then pushing further down the line for sustainability um as John's gone into in detail previously
0: yeah I mean that's look that's what's next for me that's kind of my role is to keep on looking at what's next uh so like yeah we've got plenty in the pipeline at the moment um i'm off kind of traveling over the next few weeks just to try and get some deals done and like you know actually get a lot of work around color and texture of some products that we're bringing in that that kind of fit around a you know a plethora of markets so uh anywhere where are
1: you going where yeah i'll say yeah
0: yeah. south korea is where i'm off Right, to, uh, yeah journey seems a bit yeah hard work but <laughs> yeah. when i'm there it'll be good fun but uh yeah it, it, i think there's i think the big thing for for jhs and you know I'll, I'll kind of big up jhs because you know I'm, I'm coming to the table to develop products is is the product portfolio we're going to do um, yeah. there's a lot of work i'm doing around the different sectors to try and um, kind of understand that market and then understand what products we really need to deliver to drive that market that we want to target and um, so there's there's plenty to look out for definitely exciting stuff for the sales team uh towards kind of end of the year and then what we try to do as a product team really is to try and look at what do the next kind of two to three years look like not from the current ranges and see how they work whether we need to like do some recolours, etc but also what the new product introductions are going to be. So it's going to be, you know, for me, it's exciting coming on on board with the brand and it's all about what's next, what's next, so we can deliver something that's going to kind of give more trajectory to the brand, having had this whole um, brand marketing management, rebranding of, of who JHS is. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be Exciting.
2: It is, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing products come through. I mean, the, another big thing for the sales side, this time of year, or coming up too, is it's obviously the summer period coming up, where a lot of education work um, uh, gets done. So we're ramping up stocks of um, our best selling products, carpet tiles, broad looms, all the type of thing that school um, environments. Um, so that's something we're working on a moment on a big promotion. Um, Ashley Hooper in marketing is, is going to be doing a big promotion on that as well on LinkedIn. And, so it's yeah it's, that's exciting it's a big part of our year is the education, education time and it's um yeah look looking
1: forward to that uh, will you guys be joining us at the we have the products on display at harrogate this year are you, are you coming to
0: harrogate not not jhs G- not it's not typically uh jhs thing really because no. the obviously harrogate's more of a um Resident. residential space isn't it yeah so not, not, not typically. Um, I probably will be at, at Harrogate if you're around for a beer, like most people. Then uh, that's all that we go for, isn't
1: it? We don't look for carpets. We just, we just find out the best. No,
0: we go to be very professional. And look at carpets. The beer is a uh, is a good element to it. But yeah, uh, Harrogate's yeah, good for that, isn't it? I quite enjoy it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, certainly a great tapas house in uh, in in Harrogate. But that's another yeah. that's another story brilliant Um, so what we'll do is we'll go into the quick fire round again I think we do this as a bit of fun in case our listeners want to reach out to you are you happy with that guys (laughs) so (laughs) I'll split the questions up Um, John um, five guys Burger King or McDonald's and why
0: oh tell you what I actually went to five guys a couple of weeks ago. It's expensive <laughs> two burgers is like 28 quid or something like that it wasn't worth it, it, wasn't worth it. <laughs> and everyone keeps saying oh well, you get all these extra chips bollocks <laughs> but you know I just uh, so you're still wounded McDonald's it's always McDonald's. it's easy McDonald's McDonald's is the best for a hangover. Get a full fat coke on a uh saturday or sunday morning sort
1: <laughs> of you, and you've still got half your wages left when you go to mcdonald's and... <laughs> exactly
0: yeah. what about you what five guys have
1: you been great question i think if i had to choose it's a texas barbecue um pizza but yes i've been to five guys um uh, but it you are right it's a very special occasion uh, not no. not like birthdays or I something. It's more like if I've done something silly like a half marathon or something like that. I'm like it gets me by by I'm going to Five Guys, but I wouldn't go right. out shopping with the missus. It's it's got to be on a different level to that. So it's <laughs> going quite deep into this five guys thing. But <laughs> but you know, but if I had to choose. Um Dan,
2: uh sunbathing or skiing and why? Oh, sunbathing. Sunbathing every time. I like it. Yeah, I like I like the heat. I did use to snowboard, but after a few uh, horrible falls, I decided against that. I mean, I'm getting a bit old for the, uh, for the winter sports these days. I'd rather sit with a book uh, and relax.
1: <laughs> Love it. And John, what flooring have you got fitted at home? You can't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: got plans for different types of flooring. <laughs> uh did you acquire the floor covering or did you purchase yeah it? yeah I, I bought it two and a half years ago and uh, i don't like it and i keep on saying i'm gonna i've got the plan and a couple of them are the products that i've actually introduced this year oh, so i've kind really? a been waiting for them to actually come into stock etc so uh, i've got the plan and i keep on saying it but uh i keep him being put off by different things to actually install it so I've got a carpet it's shoddy and I've got some laminate flooring but uh what I want is um some flat woven carpets yeah. and that uh, the new LVT range which we've just introduced which I'm gonna plug uh new Harmony uh collection uh i have got some like parquets in big and, and and small scales so uh is that all yeah. dry back yeah yeah all yeah. dry back. So uh, yeah, that's what I want in the uh, living room.
1: If there was on that subject, if there was absolutely no limitations, would you change your mind? If budget, uh, budget. If the man at the top said, "John, you can have whatever you want, and we'll get it fitted for you," would you? Would it be the still the
0: same? Um. Yeah, I think. Look, you know, it just. I think. Yeah, it's difficult to answer, isn't it? Because then it's where you're living. If you like, you know, look, if you're a multi-millionaire, you've got a massive house, and yeah, you, you, you go with what you can afford there, don't yeah. you? But uh, now, it's uh, to me, it's um, I change my mind about the interior design of the house all the time. It drives my kids absolutely bonkers. So pretty much every bank holiday, which I haven't done for the last two bank holidays, I'm doing some kind of DIY. Um, so yeah, I like what I like about. Uh, I suppose the products I like, so a flat woven uh, carpet, and say like a, a, an LVT, is actually you can replace them quite quickly and quite affordably. I'm not saying I do that, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I like about them. So, you, so you would rather something that was
1: cost effective that you might change in three years and drive everyone around the bend?
0: Yeah, that that's it for me. I think yeah, because you like because I like to kind of yeah have that option I suppose to keep changing stuff all the time it's not like a kitchen like a kitchen costs a fortune doesn't it but actually when you come down to it I know like you know flooring is an investment for people but I just think it's actually kind of an affordable investment that you can make and and I know like you know I've had plenty of discussions with um, different customers you know say oh it's just flooring it doesn't matter about a thing but actually you know for me and when it's like go through the whole idea around Flooring and product innovation, you realize it's actually an interior design choice. Absolutely. And a lot of people kind of say, oh, flooring is one of those products that, you know, can leave there and, and it doesn't matter. And, but actually, you get a lot of versatility with flooring because of the market and the way it's changed. Say, so like, you know, if you look at like your vinyl sheet flooring in a minute, you get some fantastic colors and options. It doesn't have to be, just be your standard wood offering then you go into your LVTs and we know there's plenty of like, you know, kind of offerings around there. Uh, But what you can get is a real creativity with the space and and the options that, you know, being developed constantly with the different designs. And then with carpet, you can just get a great, so, you know, I just think of it like, you know, you get multi-generational homes. So generally, generally they'll go with things like polyprop synthetic carpets because they're easy to clean. You know, I've, kids apple cores were around the house for bloody years you know my son used to just have about six apples a day and they'd be just everywhere and find them everywhere drive you bunkers but you know you kind of had that assurance with the carpet that it's a quick clean quick fix kind of thing same as you would with an lvt flooring but then when you go you know get to wall carpets you can go for your twists all your different types of loops and you get real texture uh within that 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 makes it that interior design choice. Awesome. So I think, you know, for me, like I say, I think flooring offers a really affordable versatility with that interior design choice. I know painting and everything's cheaper, but wallpaper isn't that cheap anymore, is it? So um, that's what I like around it, that actually you can change it and manoeuvre around those uh, biophilic, maximal kind of you know, different types of design choices that you want to make. So, I, complete, yeah. I completely agree yeah,
1: yeah. and it's uh, it's been a hot subject in, in our house where I was offered two weeks ago an extremely favourable deal on some chevron flooring um, yep. and bear in mind we haven't bought the house yet um, but <laughs> so the interior design <laughs> choice was well we need chevron flooring for the new house that we haven't bought and it hasn't even you know, We haven't actually we don't know what house it is, if that makes sense. You know, it's not, not even under contract, we're still looking, but I thought it was a really wise idea to buy a full palette of chevron that would look great in a house down to an interior interior design shop. <laughs> Yeah, I have still got a marriage intact at the moment, but yeah, um, so otherwise it'll be getting sold off. So, so same question to you, Dan. What flooring have you got at home
2: now? Right, okay, so this is actually quite on brand. In my lounge diner, I've got JHS Design Works LVT in this yeah. color 1410 Sawn Grey, just to be perfect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <That's brilliant. laughs> yeah, I've just said pretty much a lot of products. I've then got actually ceramic tiles in uh, the entrance and then a little bit of JHS entrance matting at the front as well, Zerma now. So it's, um yeah, pretty, pretty on brand. And then I uh, going to say carpet tiles. <laughs> <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Uh, and then an nice 20 wall twist upstairs, which is whatever the developer put in. So, <laughs> um, but yeah.
1: Fabulous. Uh, John, if you won 5 million on the lottery tonight, what are the first five things you're going to buy?
0: Ooh, first five? Yes. I know it. <laughs> uh, so uh, one would be, I want a U-shaped house. So buy a plot of land and have a, a U-shaped house with a swimming pool in the middle just I know because I only want the little things in life yeah. <laughs> you've got the vision uh, yeah I've got a vision and then uh, I'll tell you what I really like as well I really like old-fashioned Land Rover Defenders um, like that's 130s and the new Land Rover Defenders are monsters <laughs> and I'd absolutely buy so that's number one, two and three because I'd buy the old one as well because they're brilliant and they just last forever <laughs> um fourth would be big holiday big holiday for me and the kids probably down to say Mauritius uh Mauritius Seychelles something like that just to have a fantastic relaxed time for I'd say probably a month if I'd won five million (laughs) (laughs) and then uh fifth would be I think yeah always always when I do the lottery I start to divvy it up so I get my bit the kids get the bit in for the trust fund, and then I divvy it up to parents, uh, and then like you know, uh, brothers and sisters, and then friends and family. So that would be the uh, the fifth bit. How I'd divvy that a bit up, but for five million, do you know what I mean? I think really I need a hundred million euro. Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> <to> be honest. <laughs> Not being greedy or anything like that. Uh,
1: have you seen these land the old style Land Rovers with the uh, the Tesla running gears in them?
2: Yes. Happened, I not
1: Yeah. Very, very tax efficient, but look great and very fast. Very fast. Yeah. Really? There's a company somewhere down south, I don't know where, that converts old vehicles, predominantly Land Rovers, uh with Tesla running gear. uh They're wow. like, you know, sort of not 63 seconds, but they look completely restored prestige, sort of that heritage look, but oh, wow. they don't will see anything off at the lights. So just thought. I'd, when you win, you can then go and yeah. look at that. it would be great for your tax. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> and same question to you, Dan. What are the five things you are on your list?
2: Uh, first thing, Porsche Taycan, I think, the nice electric Porsche.
1: Yeah. It's
2: great and for your tax
1: as well. So, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, house similar to John, but not necessarily U shaped, but just maybe a double garage big enough for a pool table. It's always been a, a a small dream of mine to have my own pool table. Um, Santa Cruz mountain bike, full suspension. Um, get around, can I chase on? Not would make me any better. It just it just, it just looks shinier when I'm riding it. Um, uh, maybe a pickup truck to put that on because I can't put it in the Porsche. Um, and what else? And then I think Joe, you know, I think John's right. A big family holiday. We we actually did have one planned. Um, during COVID but it got put off and put off and we ended up not doing it so take my parents and the in-laws uh, on, a, on a big family holiday I think be, uh, that would be the last thing
0: Fabulous that's fine? that's fine He, he <laughs> just know? got a tick from his wife like that, didn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs>
1: Fabulous Yeah he misses his thing what about my car and what about Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Fabulous uh, So I'll, I'll keep it with you Dan because I think it's probably more, more critical on the sales side so if any contractors carpet retailers anyone that want you know that hasn't heard of the ghs brand or that wants some better stronger offerings what is the number one way to reach out to you and your team
2: so website is probably the first port of call on there it's got phone details email details um we've also got linkedin um we're on facebook that um, there's all sorts of things so the, the website's also got um sample request information on there as well so you can order samples off there so the website is the main one in um, okay. which gives all the information then it in contact out by phone or email
1: really well i'll make sure all the details are in the show notes as well so anyone can click on the links um really appreciate you guys coming on um i've actually enjoyed this about commercial carpet as I said, i'm not a carpet guy but this is certainly i've really enjoyed this one guys so thank you so much for coming on
0: yeah, I, too,
1: um, yeah. thank you. if you'd like to find out more information about what we do you can visit our website at cockrellandco.co.uk. that's cockerelandco.co.uk we also have an instagram account which is cockerelandco and also we are on facebook once again don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you here again soon